What's up, everyone? I'm Corey. Hey, 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 I'm Alex. Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Yes, we do. Who is it, honey? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so she is a fierce dancer, a wonderful dance teacher, and teaches dance-related fitness. She's a choreographer, and most importantly, the creator of Living Dance, Christina! What, what? Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having oh me. Oh my gosh, so excited. How's me it going? Too. It's going great. Can you tell me how to pronounce your last name? Because I'm going to say, I'm like, I know I'm going to say Wait, it wrong. Wait, I want to hear how you think it's pronounced. No. Yeah, let's do that. Let's no. play that game. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Let's play it. No. Try it. <laughs> don't peer pressure me, Corey. Dude, everyone's doing it. It's a it. tough one. Yeah. It's really tough. It's Alicia. Alicia. Oh, and I just thought it was Alisa. Okay. But I don't know that's why. That's not so far off. That's like like actually not that weird. You should, be so embar- you should be so embarrassed by that, Alex. I mean, oh my God. I kinda, I'm turning a little pink. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot Alicia. worse. Alicia. Alicia. Mm-hmm. See, I did it again. Okay. Alicia. Christina Alicia, creator mm-hmm. of Living Dance, is with us today. Very oh. cool. Yay. We're sitting in our apartment. I made some banana nut muffins that are and we're drinking tea and they also give out. you a lisp apparently <laughs> <laughs> careful for alex's foods there's some <laughs> lidocaine in there in those things. <laughs> do you want some lidocaine cookies <laughs> okay um so we're gonna start it off as usual with wednesday wisdom um christina since you are a guest do you want to start us off a little tip a little nugget of information sure um one thing or i should say like one philosophy mm-hmm that I am obsessed with lately is, I don't know if if either of you have read any of Michael Singer's books. He has two that I'm familiar with. I don't even know if there's more, but one is The Untethered Soul, Mm. and the other one is called The Surrender Experiment, and I kid you not, those single-handedly have like changed my life. Wow. Um, The major premise around it is basically letting go of your thinking mind you know Mm -hmm. the mind that does all this like nonstop chatter or nonstop judgment yeah um and just putting it aside letting it go sounds a lot easier than it potentially is on a (laughs) daily basis yeah um and just kind of like letting life happen and letting it unfurl that was um his book the surrender experiment was basically his big like journey of doing that for himself and seeing what kind of gifts he was given interesting and what he um and as you read the book, you start to realize like the best things that end up happening and you start to realize that for your own life. But as you watch his, you know, told through this book, you start to realize that the best things that are happening are things that just naturally unfold. Um, And in this beautiful sense of timing and in this almost sense of miraculous, Mm. in this miraculous way. And for me as like a control freak um, and someone who likes to feel like I'm the one moving the wheels, it's mm-hmm. really, really nice to sort of say I can take a back seat. But also it helps me step aside and not do so much thinking and overanalyzing and am I doing the right thing? Is this business going well? Yeah. Am I doing yeah. it enough? Is this, is this working? It's not working. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, all that rambling and just like to literally be like, that's not me. Yeah. That's my mind doing all this thinking, all this crazy chatter. What's really me is like the person below all that, deeper mm. than that, behind yeah. the thinking mind that kind of lies, like lies behind your heart almost. And mm. uh, that philosophy and that operation of how I operate with myself, I mean, I swear to God, I say it to myself when I wake up first thing in the morning, like I vow to let go of my mind mm. and put that aside. So and great. I vow to, you know, just see what gifts 
I get given this today, you know? Yeah. And it's just a really fun way to kind of operate. And it takes the stress out and puts, like, the oh fun Oh, my gosh, in. yeah. So I think that his books, those two are, like, dynamite. Yeah. Wisdom nuggets. I mean, honest to gosh, if I what are the what are the what's the name of the book again? And we'll put it a link in the description. Oh yeah, please do. It's so so good. Like I honestly, I gift them as what's like gifts name? to people I think who are receptive to them. Um, James. The, um, Michael. Michael oh. Singer. Wow. And you know what's funny? I was like, why do we know that name? Is a whole lot of credit here. There's someone at my old gym whose name is. Michael Singer, but he goes by Mikey, and I was like, "Wow, how do I know that how name? I know this name. I don't know that Michael Singer, but I know another one. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah. the first book that I read was The Untethered Soul, and that's like a game changer. Mm. And um, the other follow-up book that I read of his because I just got hooked was The Surrender Experiment, which is more like his personal journey of doing what he explains yeah. in The Untethered Soul. So they kind of go both go very well hand in hand. Cool. So uh, awesome. get those books. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, what about you? Oh, me next? Yeah, you. <laughs> um, mine's pretty simple. Um, so I just started listening to Dax Shepard's podcast. Oh, which, love him. Yeah. Um, I believe it's called The Armchair Expert. Um, no, like he sits in out. like an armchair. I don't know. Nice. Um, like an armchair quarterback. I don't know what that means, oh, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's someone that sits in the chair and tells everyone like, who yells at the football screen, who, like watching oh, him, like, come on, you should have threw oh, that. Like, they could have totally done oh, better. Yeah, 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 quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So. Maybe that's what, I don't think that's what it means. Anyway. Um, he, <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it means. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 he has an episode with um, Kristen Bell. And I had, no, like, I, I adore her and I think she's wonderful, but I had no idea how um, wise she is. She says, so many beautiful things and the one thing that she said that I've like really been holding on to is she's they're talking about social media and um she talks about uh what does she call it a comparison hangover when you're looking at people on Instagram and it's the best of the best with filtered pictures and Mm. any you know you're seeing all these glamorous things and it's so hard to not compare yourself to them but that's not the reality of their life um and she was talking about how Back in when the world started, we would live in these pods where everybody, there was one person that was the best of the best. Like, you were the baker, you were the soap maker, you were the candlestick maker, (laughs) I was the rhymer. Um, (laughs) But there would need no, there would not be need to compare yourself. That wasn't a good sentence, but you wouldn't need to compare yourself because you were always the person to do the job. But now there's thousands of candlestick makers and millions of bread makers and whatever it may be and so it's so hard and i just love that word comparison hangover i think it's i like that term too yeah and it's really so i guess long story short (laughs) go listen to that episode because she like she throws down lots of knowledge it's really beautiful what's your tip wednesday wisdom nugget for us today yeah so i mean i've been i just came back from a nine-day trip to la and you know the stress of being away and not being in your normal routine, mm-hmm. the uh, my typical mode of operation is to like come home and immediately start panicking and like <laughs> hyperventilate and you know just kind of be super stressed yeah, you're, out. You're, but you're really um, good at that. yeah, uh, so I've been experimenting with like identifying mm-hmm. panic or trying like to, that. and just being like, oh, okay, like just let me think through this for like let me think through the panic and like give it a name and be like oh okay here's this thing that i'm panicking about and then like writing it down Mm. 
because um, most of the stuff, I mean, personally, I panic about is like things that have to get done in a timely manner. I'm very bad at that. So I'm like, if I write the thing I'm panicked about down and give it a name and kind of breathe through it a little bit, it's been totally helping me. Totally. Doesn't yeah. Have to yeah. Grip. So yeah, kind of like try to identify where you get panicked and like what that feeling feels like and write it down Yeah. and kind of give a voice to it. That way you can literally cross it off and like get rid of it. Yeah. So that's my, um, that's my little nugget of wisdom for Wednesday. I know this I episode that. is not about us, but I just have to compliment you and speak on this because <laughs> I have seen such a shift in you in the last couple months about oh, nice. how you handle stress and cool. you have just done such a good job and um, you were freaking out about something the other day and you were like, I don't know if you heard it, but you said, I'm not going to let this bother me right now. I'm choosing... Um, I'm choosing to not let this affect me and I'm just going to continue on. And I think you said, <laughs> <"Woo-saw."> <laughs> Woo-saw. but it's Woo-saw. been really beautiful yeah. to see. Well, I mean, like, uh, I come from a family of warriors, like every, and Absolutely. you know, everyone worries. So it's, I'm the most non-worried person in my family, but I still have a little bit of it. So, mm-hmm. and owning a business is stressful. I mean, like, you yeah, know, or you're building a brand or it's just, you, you're, yeah. you get caught up in that, like, Ugh, you know, yeah. so you, if you kind of just chill out for a little bit yeah so that's my uh, yeah that's my Wednesday wisdom I love it and since this episode is not about us let's <laughs> let's, let's shift, shift focus <laughs> let's get back to the real talent here yes um oh so why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you created living dance wow so I feel like living dance has been this might seem major but like the thing I was born to do and all these things yeah. that were kind of in my life were almost like a, a lead up to it. Mm-hmm. So I always knew I wanted to dance professionally and that was yeah. like my 16 year old dream and that was like really big and high up on there. And then as soon as I started, well not as soon as I started doing it, but as I started to dive into that profession and that lifestyle, um, I just became very acutely aware of um, how my mind affected my art and mm-hmm. I um, battled a lot with body image issues and <laughs> hey Jude. Hi. <laughs> I'm a visitor. I deal a lot with body image issues, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that's that, which is very normal for dancers. Dance. <laughs> yeah, um, because like from a very young age, I was told you're never going to be a professional. Not with turnout like that. Mm. This is too big. This is too small. This is not flexible enough. And mm. it was very much something as a sensitive person that I took very much to heart, and I wore. And also and, as someone who's passionate about this thing, that now yeah. someone's telling me, telling you it's not going to happen because of X, Y, Z, of course you're going to take it personally. Yeah, absolutely. I had so much grit, but um, those things kind of got in the way in my mind and Mm -hmm. it was very hard for me to dance to my ultimate ability because that kind of got in the way. Totally. And as I, yeah, and as I went through, (laughs) right, totally. As I went through different dance companies, I realized like sometimes this undercurrent was still there and it became kind of my mission to solve it for myself because I knew if I could solve it, then I could be free in my mind, free in my body, and Mm -hmm. free in my dancing to Mm. the way that I felt like truest to myself and just honest and if that feeling of accomplishment, but that feeling of like you're really living in your craft. And simultaneously while I was dancing, I started jotting down all these ideas. So I'd be like on a plane ride on tour and I literally would be like blogging. I had like (laughs) a initial blog that I started. did, did Living Dance come from a blog originally? Like, was that the origin story of it? Like, You know, it might be the first, like, outward thing that I did. Sure. Yeah. 
with it. Um, I started writing the trials of tribulations as life as an artist in New York. And I wrote about um, my battle with anorexia because I had mm-hmm. that during college. And that was a big, um, that body image and anorexia all were bundled into one. And that yeah. kind of uh, unleashing myself from that burden became my mission in life. And then I realized while I was doing it that I saw the, saw it in the eyes of other dancers that I was dancing yeah. with, you know, when you saw them look at themselves in the mirror, I was like, oh, crap, I know she's not thinking. Wow. I know she's not thinking. Positive things. Oh, man, this dance feels so good. Like, yeah. you can't look at yourself with a critical eye. It looks very different in the face yes. when you're, like, looking and you're, you're thinking, you're critiquing, yes. you're judging. And, like, then you're not living and you're not dancing. Yeah. Hence living dance. Oh. Oh, <laughs> boom. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So I really sought to see that and that, that made me realize that I wasn't, I knew I wasn't the only one with this kind of major issue as a dancer. But then I started teaching fitness alongside my dance profession because you are never just an artist. And um, I was in these classes, these fitness classes, and I saw women doing the same thing where they were like doing bicep curls with their weights, but they would like look to the mirror to the side and they were just like kind of like... I don't think they were checking their form out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had the sense that they oh, were gosh, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Maybe yesterday it was a better day. Maybe I wasn't as bloated yesterday. Like, right. And you're just like, oh, sweet Jesus. Like, I, let's just let this all go. I know that all too well. I wish that dance studios, or maybe not dance studios, but I wish those kinds of studios just didn't have mirrors. Like sometimes I will stand behind the pole. There's a pole in the Core Power Yoga studio that I go mm-hmm. to. Sometimes I'll stand behind it because I'm like, I should really just don't want to look at myself right now. Yeah, and there's like one thing that you should be able to be like, you know, just in it. You sh- you're in your bicep curl, you're in your full <laughs> press, you're, you know, in your dance, yeah. whatever it is. And then, um, so th- realizing that this happens across the board with women and artists, I really wanted to solve that for both particularly mm-hmm. the female demographic and also the particular artist demographic. So that's kind of when I knew I started to want to teach these classes. And it came out living dance in a few different ways. I, I started writing a blog particular uh, for particularly for dancers. But then I also, you know, I started to teach a ballet blast class, which was like a fun version of ballet to me, which mm-hmm. was one without like the critiques and this and that and the, the harshness to it. Um, and then I also, you know, did seminars and then I did, you know, other workshops. And then I launched like a dance cardio class with like a similar kind of vibe. And like all these were like attempts and and ways to sort of start and to crack that code. Mm-hmm. And, and now most recently I, I do one-on-one privates and I teach the dance fitness classes and that's mostly for, for women and um, cool. looking on, you know, just forever building it <laughs> yeah for sure no i get that it's a never-ending battle yeah. mm-hmm. what's been the hardest part about balancing like being an artist and making a living for you because i know we all have experienced that in some way shape or form here but what's kind of been you know what's that been like for you financially yeah yeah i mean like like some like i personally sometimes doing the side hustle i found it like a little bit like when you do the thing you love so much, like you're dancing, right? And then you're like, oh God, I got to go pay rent. I find that it's hard to give 100% to that thing. Do you have that experience at all or? Yes, very much so. Well, and I'll tell you about my most recent like kind of battle with that, which I mean, it's been a, a an interesting struggle. Yeah. Uh, or an interesting balancing act pretty much my entire professional life because mm-hmm. it hasn't always been, you know, I've always been a dancer and a teacher and those two things kind of like the teaching always became more of my way of receiving uh, more income, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the dancing was always 
um, where my heart really primarily stemmed from. I felt like I was, I feel like I'm a better teacher because I am an active dancer. To me, oh, like that's yeah. the way I, I teach through the lens of my, my, my actual doing. And so that struggle becomes very real when you yeah. realize like you have to do the teaching. <clears throat> yeah. But without the dancing, the teaching doesn't. Uh, doesn't make sense totally. anymore because all of a sudden I'm this like haphazard teacher because her my passion is gone. It's like how can I teach other people this stuff when I'm not doing it myself? Yeah. It feels yeah. really um, hypocritical. Totally. And That's so cool. so it's about remaining authentic. Yeah. I get that. That's cool. The thing that has been the hardest to do and the weirdest balancing act is that I start I literally started dancing every single for six days a week. I, I dance like I do something for just me uh for like my own choreography for a a future project I want to put together down the road and even though it's not active now that discovery process of choreography that active dancing myself helps me like prime myself for my day and even though it doesn't have anything right now to do with my financial income it's what keeps me sane and it actually for for me, I, f- I truly believe it's what actually brings more money into me and brings money flowing to me as a teacher because without it, it's like been my lifeline. It's like this one weird thing in the past two years that I realized when I wasn't doing it, like nothing felt like it was working. Yeah. Yeah. So even if I'm in a financial like, like things have to come together, like, or, you know, how can I launch this new product? How can I launch yeah. this new series of sessions? Yeah. I still have to get up and move even if it's for a short period of time. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, you kind of spoke a little bit on this, but how do you find, like, I find that living in New York, there are a lot of distractions. And just because there's so many opportunities here, there's so many things to do. Um, and when I'm, you know, starting a business or like starting something, I sometimes have the struggle of like, how can I motivate myself to continue working and growing this business and then not get distracted by all of the things that this city has to offer like how do you motivate yourself to continue working down this path of um living dance yeah you know it's like it's so funny i feel like the more you i i dive into it the easier it becomes like it becomes like Mm -hmm. this like laser focus but it 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 is hard and there's so many things to do and there's so many things i want to do yes you know it's like really fun and i never want to be the kind of entrepreneur who yes i live and breathe dancing and teaching and i love it like yeah. beyond belief, but I want to have a life that's rich in experiences and yeah. one that allows for travel and friends and family and yeah. lovers and, you know, like all that stuff. Like yeah. that's, I'm doing this because I want a rich life. Yeah. Um, And so if I'm building it and not giving myself and depriving myself of that, it feels really sucky. Mm. So I know I'm not really answering, but I feel like what I want to say is that I, I make sure I work on it first thing in the morning so mm-hmm. I know I did something. Yeah. And then when I'm done and I have a, a thing to do, I drop it and I let myself go see a show. I let myself see a friend. I let myself go and enjoy. And then I think, you know what? If this is a if this is a beautiful thing that I get to do today, maybe I'm learning something new. And maybe that tidbit over dinner somehow works its way into the yeah, business. Like, and I don't great. think it ever really – yes, you do different things, but I think the different things help influence – yeah. The, yeah. the work. So I think even thinking that it's not distraction versus productivity, but yeah. it's almost like it's all one. It's all just part <laughs> yeah. of life. And then tidbit from here yeah. goes into there, tidbit yeah. from there goes into here, and yeah. it's all just good. And like I think stopping when I, when I stopped sort of thinking, I'm working right now, 
and I'm not not working and I have this distraction I'm distraction I'm going into yeah. I did air quotes I realized no it's fine no, all good. <laughs> yeah. I was like oh crap yeah no, <laughs> I'm air quoting here well I think one of the yeah one of the things I've always struggled with is work I mean uh, after you know I started the business was like work and home life separation yeah and how yeah. like truly important that is so like for me it was get the computer out of my house like if I don't have something I can edit on or like, if I only have my phone, I can't. I don't like working on my phone. I need like a bigger screen just because I have terrible eyes. But like, it's like, oh, if I literally don't have anything to do, then I can only be focused on being home. You know. So that was Absolutely. like a big, and we talked about that in one of our episodes of just like being able to shut down and be like, cool. I left work. Now I'm not working. Yeah. I'm off the clock, and that's been super healthy for me to just be like, you know, have a little bit of balance. So how do you find balance? You know, because I heard you say, like, oh, if I'm doing this other thing, how do you turn it off? Or is there a way that, like, you kind of get some, like, hey, just take a second away yeah. from that? Or you, or do you find within all of your experiences, because you're doing what you love, that it's just kind of all the same thing? Yeah, I think we've – I've been kind of helping oh, totally. Corey a little bit in this mindset of there is always going to be more work to do, and you're never going to hit the end of your to-do list. Sure. So instead of – stressing or feeling defeated in the fact that you didn't I'm going to use air quotes now accomplish Mm -hmm. the things you needed to get done like just recognize there's always going to be work give it your best and find a time to cut off and then walk away from it and I think that's something that him and I like relationship wise struggle with is it's like he if I wasn't nagging him maybe to come home and hang out with me he would be at the office until midnight or maybe just sleep there and then wake up again yeah. and I'm like dude you have to have a time like I, I said to him the other day like just give yourself a time when it's time to stop like I, you just mentioned like I did it in the morning and now I'm living my life and I'm gonna experience things and stuff so yeah how do yeah. you shut it down or I think do that's you? a really good question I I do a little bit what you do like where I'm like you know I do work in this room, and now I'm in nice. this room, yeah. so no yeah. work is getting done, like, brain off. And sometimes yeah. I literally have to be like, you know, I'll put my, like, I'll be like, okay, girl, we're powering off, you know, like, yeah. I'll just, like, for oh, the day, so we're beautiful. powering off for the day, like, and I'll have, like, a, like, end scene moment, and yeah. that to me, like, kind of just thinks, okay, and if I find myself doing that, like, oh, I should do this, I gotta do that, what about that, oh, mm. crap, I forgot about that, and then I'm like, drop it yeah yeah <laughs> oh it's like i say like you know what you said earlier yeah. like your words of wisdom today which is like call it out oh yeah. i'm doing the crazy ramble girl <laughs> and i'm gonna put that crazy ramble aside i see you you know i see you, yeah. crazy, I ramble, see lady. you crazy ramble and then i just am like all right that's awesome and then you moving on so that yeah. kind of like almost noting it do you have any do you have any like vices drugs or yeah. anything else that you like to do um <laughs> Like any I bad had, habits? Yeah. Well, I have this habit of like, I really love to live out loud. And I think sometimes I burn the candle at both ends. So gotcha. I am um, like, for instance, like I got up to teach this morning at 645. I was up at like 515. Ooh. I was out till like 1230 grabbing oh, margaritas. My like, you know, it's, yeah. it's that's, a hard. That's hard. And then yeah. my mind does the crazy thing. Oh, I'm so tired. And I get so whiny on the inside <laughs> during the day. And I'm like, oh, girl, you are so tired. <laughs> Really and then you just have a big cup of coffee and you, you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know that feeling. Reassess. Yeah, I'm the same way. I like, think women, and I maybe I can only speak on dancers, and I'm sure there are other people out there or that would agree with this, but um, 
I think women and especially dancing women are very good at burning the candle on both ends. I think so. Because, We're really good at pushing. And too, again, so like it's... I can only speak for dancers because, and I'm sure there's like other athletes or artists that f- may feel the same way, but I don't know. There's something like the competitive edge and the, like you have to be the ballerina whose toes are bleeding at the end of the night because you're working so hard and you know what I mean? Like, totally. I feel like we're really good at just burning. Going full, <laughs> yeah, going <laughs> full ends. throttle. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, yeah. I actually noticed that like a tendency with like um, Parsons Dance was a dance company I dance for and I laugh because like I, looking at the personalities that like attracted this mm-hmm. profession, it's like we were like all out all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And that meant like at dinner, it meant <laughs> before the show, after the show, it meant like in the show, it meant like Dude. just it was really hard to turn off. It was like a character trait. Yeah. I've been to a lot of parties with like a lot of modern dancers and they are <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. I'm like, I can go hard. Like I could drink with the best of them, but Jesus, like they just like, they drink and then they're like, let's do choreography and like, let's put our legs above our head. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy bro like let's chill like let's just sit and talk to each other no we don't sit no. there's no sitting there's always a like leg activities always a leg like yeah always a leg well that's kind of i mean yeah dancers are insane oh, but so i mean funny. i think because my first like not first endeavor into film but like the way i got started to get paid doing it was Your doing like job. dance documentaries so like mm. talking to all these modern dancers and they were just all had a little Something different, you know? So, I, mean, I married one, so there's something cool about it, I think. But, yeah. But definitely the ability to burn it, the candle at both ends, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about your life in Parsons and as a professional dancer. But sure. before we shift a little bit, what has been the biggest struggle and or lesson you've learned from starting Living Dance? Patience, <laughs> which I was never good at, and mm-hmm. I've been working harder to get better at. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, so I say hi there, pa- hi there, impatience. <laughs> when I when I notice myself getting anxious about it, um, I think it's because it's that feeling of there's always something to do. My mind tends mm-hmm. to do like big picture stuff, so I tend to have like a ton of ideas, and then it's like, oh crap, which one do I implement first? Yeah. And it's like, try None of them. You just have ideas, and you're like, oh, it's overwhelming. And then it's stagnation. Like, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, and then it's like, shut down. Yeah. And we just like completely, yeah. like, blew, I just blew a fuse. Like, yeah. literally, that's totally. how, my, how I end up feeling, yeah. and I end up like staying in bed for like a day while I like <laughs> try to yeah. gather myself together. But, um, so I really think it's been patience and realizing that there's like a right time for everything and just allowing it to kind of unfold with with not just like kind of like a loosey-goosey approach where it's like, I'm just going to let it see what happens. But like I will wake up and do something towards it. I put something out there. I'm yeah. planting the seeds and just trusting and having the patience that it will happen. It's just a matter of not if but when. Mm-hmm. And totally. just allowing that to kind of like – ease off yeah and I don't want to mean like it's like it's like more like focused like a laser the gas is going but it doesn't have to be like you know yeah 120 miles per hour <laughs> all day every yeah. day because right. that's yeah. not sustainable totally yeah totally slow so and steady patience yeah <laughs> patience is tough yeah it Hard is for me yeah <laughs> um okay well let's just because I, I know that there are a lot of dancers listening and I'm sure there are people that saw your life in Parsons and thought like, 
I, this is my dream. I really want to do this. Can you speak a little bit on your life as a professional dancer? And maybe, I mean, you can be specific to Parsons, but, um, and like anything. And I think it's really great that you mentioned like, yeah, I was in Parsons and this was this quote unquote full-time company, but I, I still had to do a side hustle. Like I still had to teach and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, I totally get that. Like, this is my dream. Like <laughs> I, it was my dream. Like when I was like 16, I was like, I want to dance and dance company. I want to travel and tour. And like, yeah. I could not have been happier. Um, finally landing a job and like Parsons was, I have to admit like very much more full time. And like my teaching was, I was lucky enough to have a teaching job where I can be like, I'm here for three months or cause I'm in rehearsal mode and I can yeah. take on extra money and extra classes. Um, and it kind of just like ebbed and flowed. And that was another thing where looking back on it, sometimes I would worry, be like, Oh crap, this month I'm, I'm off from Parsons. So what does that mean in terms of yeah. my finances? Oh, totally, and like, yeah. I'm off the teaching schedule cause I've been gone for six or, you know, yeah. I've been gone mm-hmm. for so long. So now I'm a sub only. Am I going to make this work? Yeah. And it ended up always working. Yeah. I would pick up any and every class it could possibly get. And I would actually end up with like, it would all work out. So yeah, again, that's like good. that's kind of like this, like <clears throat> when one door closes, another one opens and it kind of like mm-hmm. it, yeah. the, the balance is there. Um, and that was kind of backtracking, but um, I was just so grateful to finally get into a full-time company. Yeah. And I'll just speak shortly on, because I feel like it's a major source <laughs> of stress for dancers. Yeah. Um, because before then I was with Buglisi Dance Theater and mm-hmm. it was like on for three months, off for four, on for two, off for one. Like yeah. it was very, very impossible to kind of have it as like a full-time job. It wasn't. So I was bartending a lot and I was just like... You know, that was, again, late nights, early yeah. nights, going to ballet yeah, class, like trying to make it all work and make new opportunities happen. And I remember being very stressed out about that. Like, am I ever going to get this job that feels like full time? Like, why hasn't this happened yet for me? Like, yeah. And just feeling a little anxious and worried and concerned about all that stuff ever happening. And I just wish that, like, I just sort of, like, relaxed a little bit during those months where yeah. maybe things weren't as hectic and, and busy. Um, because I knew in my heart and my gut that there was going to be something after that first company. And I love dancing for Jackie, like some of her, Jackie Buglisi, like her piece Requiem is how I, I got into her company in the first place. And it's like absolutely still one Mm -hmm. of my most, the most beautiful pieces that still touches my heart. Um, but I just wish I had a little bit more trust and faith in those moments of like uncertainty about the next job and the next thing. And is it going to happen? And like, I just wish I was like, girl, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the trade off when we decide to do the creative and artistic thing is like, you are kind of foregoing any, I mean, not in every case, but in most, most cases, like you're, you're kind of foregoing safety and comfort of like regular paycheck or like whatever, which is Mm -hmm. why so many people are like, are you sure you want to do that? You right. know, which is, I mean, you know, and I've always kind of, I, I, I'm a, I either live on the vine of creativity or I die. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I'm so miserable doing anything else other than creative stuff that it's like, it's not like an illness or anything, but it's just kind of like a, like a, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a, not a disorder, but like a, I just have to be doing it or I'm like not happy with anything else. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of the payoff is like financial security. You know, so now it's about trying to find both. Absolutely. Mine, yeah. mine too. Yeah. The whole reason I always wanted to be an entrepreneur was because I, I wanted to be an artist that got paid. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, yeah. I'm, that is my mission. Yeah. It's, it's one of my personal missions is to be the artist with the creative potential and outlet that I always wanted, but also being paid to live 
in a lifestyle that I am comfortable totally. with. And the yeah. reason I always worked another job was because I, you know, I wanted to live a certain way. I wanted to have a few luxuries now and yeah. then. Yeah. I wasn't comfortable, like, kind of, like, scraping by on the bottom. I kind of wanted a little bit of wiggle room. And, like, yeah. some months I was scraping more than others and, some, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. No, I get that, too. I mean, the other thing that's great is, like, so I used to work from home, and I had we now have an office that I'm at, like, every waking second. I'm, like, there. And the other day... I just brought stuff like I brought some hard drives home with me and I was working from home and I was like this is insane like I get to do this and I'm like I can just do it because I own the company and like I can just work from home what this <laughs> is crazy awesome. yeah. it's so cool. but it was like so cool because I hadn't done it in months you know I hadn't worked from home in months and like it was the first time I'd been home all day I didn't even leave the apartment and it's been like probably seven months since I haven't like left the apartment to go there, I was like, "This is crazy." It was like a luxury. So yeah, it's kind of fun. For sure. Yeah. What's uh? What do you got? What do you got for us next? Um. This is a segue. <laughs> Subject change. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, having your essential dream job of being in this full-time touring company, how did you shift out of, or what was maybe the reason, or how did you shift out of that into now doing living dance full-time? Oh my gosh, one of the hardest decisions I ever made. Yeah. Um, just because it's like to leave one dream to start another. Yeah. Um, and I left knowing I wasn't done performing. Yeah. Mm. Um, my heart was so unfinished. I literally felt like I just started. Like I know yeah. it sounds weird, but like I felt like I, so free on I, stage I, and yes. I finally got to this place where I, can, I didn't give I a crap about you know what David thought of my dancing like and I know it sounds silly but like no that's I cared so powerful. for a while like I wanted to that's make so something powerful. of myself as a, as a company member there and I cared a lot about what he thought about my dancing and the funny thing is is that as soon as I sounds cliche and stupid but as soon as I stopped caring about <laughs> what he thought of my dancing or what other dancers thought of my dancing and I stopped caring about it all it fell into place in like this most beautiful way and cool. I finally got the we had like David and I saw like I think came to like um, a true understanding of one another potentially later on in our relationship once that kind of fell into place. Was it a tumultuous relationship? Did you have? No, it wasn't tumultuous. I remember, and I'll be really candid here, and I think he would, I I would say this because I would say it in front of him too. Yeah. Um, We always had dancer... one of the beautiful things that the company does is they would meet with the dancers like and have like a one-on-one like how do you feel like this is going yeah what do you want out of me what do i want out of you how can you make this relationship better mm-hmm. what are we looking for in the next season how are you feeling and it was just like a beautiful like kind of check-in point and i think those things are really important just like you know dancers giving feedback on the businesses and then the business and giving feedback or the administrative mm. or the artistic mm-hmm. you know uh vision head giving feedback to the dancer and it's a beautiful exchange and i remember feeling like um I received a lot of opportunities in the company but through external choreographers who were coming in like Kate Skarpatowska I did like I would get like lead parts when it was someone else's choreography yeah. but when it came to David's original choreography I remember working with him on one of his new pieces and we just like were like oil and water like I felt like I couldn't mm-hmm. give him what he wanted out of me mm. and when I look back on it I was a little insecure like I was trying to like yeah. do the thing that he wanted and again it's like there's too many layers already sure, I was yeah. trying to do what I think that he wanted me to do it's like yeah. no, it's already a mess you're not going to create anything that's a value in under this state 
sure. concern and trying to be something like you yeah. know so that was already like kind of screwed up but that's like you know like I was new and that's what I, yeah. I wanted it to go well so like I you want to please your employer <laughs> yeah of course you know yeah. you want to do well at your job um and so and it meant so much to me so you know, I realized that like that first creative experiment, uh, choreographic experience, uh, experience that we did together, I realized like, I'm like, oh, that didn't quite like, I feel like we, we both like, we're kind of like missing each mm -hmm. other's value points. Like I wasn't giving him what he valued the most. And, um, like, I don't think he saw me for what I brought to the company. Yeah. Like, I don't think he realized like what I truly, like, even though I know he hired me, like, I don't think he saw like what made me really special and like how yeah. to utilize me in the best mm. way. And so that's also like we so like strong that you know that of yourself and that you recognize that because I feel like most dancers would be like, I'm not good enough. He doesn't want, like, I'm not good enough for him instead of looking at it as he's not seeing the potential in me and like he's not seeing what I'm capable of. Well, I'm lucky I had these experiences, I think, with other choreographers within the framework of the company because yeah. I realized I was like, I'm getting these opportunities because these choreographers seem to somehow like we connect. It was like yeah. we spoke the same language and David and I, it's not that we didn't, it's just like it was a little bit, I just felt like at the time, and I think it was a lot of my insecurity too at the time, mm -hmm. like we weren't syncing up entirely until later on in the relationship. And I remember having um, our dancer one-on-one -on -one feedback and being like, David, I just don't. I just don't think that like I'm giving you what it is that you want. And we had like a really open conversation about it. So it was mm -hmm. just a really beautiful thing. And um, So but, you decided to leave that mm -hmm. and then you started. Yeah. Okay. After this kind of like came, those feelings kind of came full yeah. circle. And I cool. like was like, screw what he thinks. Yeah. I'm here to dance and have this yeah. career and this dream yeah. that like I've had for so long. I'm not going to squat and try to like. Yeah. Make myself into something, you know, I, yeah. I just want this experience to be as rich and as beautiful as I've always dreamed it to be. So yeah. that means I need to forego all that other crapola and just do the mm -hmm. damn thing, which mm -hmm. is yeah. do the freaking damn do thing. Do the thing. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So then after, of course, like you finally are like, I'm free on stage and it feels so good and it's amazing. And then I was like, okay, it's time. Like I literally <laughs> like knew as soon as I reached that point that I felt like there was like that experience had almost like taught me everything I needed to, to know. Oh, that's great. But then at the same time, I love the stage and I love the life, but I started to get like older and, you know, not want to be on the road for so long. Yeah. I wanted to like, you know, fall yeah. in love and like <laughs> have a life. Yeah. You know? Well, that's hard. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, to thine own self be true. I think it's, it just says a lot that you're like, oh, I'm done with this now. I want to do something else. I've heard that a lot with Broadway performers mm -hmm. or, you know, where they'll, I'm like, oh man, you were on Hamilton. Like, that's crazy. Like I would never quit that job. And they're like, dude, do Hamilton 365 days a year and tell me that you wouldn't want to quit. You know what I mean? Like doing that thing just because it's like the pinnacle for someone else doesn't necessarily mean that it vibes with you forever. And there are people that do it forever, right. dance forever. Like a Bobby Jean who was with um, Basheva for like 15 years in a row, which is, you know, crazy Great. and does that. But mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said for like, cool, I got what I needed out of this experience. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump off the cliff and On see what's next. next. I think that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So how's, how's Living Dance been going for you? And like, what are you kind of... Yeah, like where do you see Living Dance going? Yeah, like what and, are you working on? And what would be your oh dream of dream goals? Oh, I love Put that. it out there, girl. <laughs> Put it out there. Put it, Put out. it out there the universe. <laughs> something I do often <laughs> okay <laughs> so sensitive and emotional okay <laughs> you, should be, you should be my brother <laughs> so um 
Right now, what I do is mostly work with women one-on-one, and I mm-hmm. help them, A, feel good about their body and achieve a weight that they feel makes them feel uh, happy and yeah. healthy. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that has been my personal struggle, and um, so achieving it from two angles. One, doing physical work and making yeah. the habit changes that you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. there is a tangible side to it. And the other yeah. thing is changing how you see your body in the mirror, shifting your perception of yourself. Um, Fis- fitness and therapy. Fitness and therapy. Yeah. I mean, to me, the two go hand in hand. Oh, for yeah. sure. I couldn't do one without the other. I couldn't, if I didn't love, I sound silly and cheesy, but if I didn't love myself and love oh, my so body true. and love the way it looks today when it's yeah. not it's at its like peak performance sure. place, um, the weight wasn't going to come off. It was like held on with stress and like, yeah. and then I would like beat myself up and then it was like guilt working out and all this other stuff. So it's like kind of just like making it simpler. So, you know, for some women it's more about the weight loss and, and doing the tangible shifts. And for some people it's really kind of getting into like helping, helping them mindset. love their body and make mm-hmm. peace with it so that they're not looking in the mirror and they see what's wrong first. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we just, we, you know, there's so many things, there's laser treatments, there's, augmentations and you think yeah. there's such a market for people trying to fix things Quick but fix. if they didn't see something wrong in the first place there would be no reason to fix it yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's a tip for tat you should be healthy you should be happy you deserve that out mm-hmm. of your body but you also deserve to love it unconditionally yeah. um, so that's been my, my one-on-one privates and that is something I just keep on expanding upon and I want to do more of those I want to start doing them a little bit more maybe in like small pods for dancers because mm-hmm. um, I miss working with actual artists mm-hmm. um, so that's another leg of the business that I want to grow and one of the things that's on top priority list is to create a membership site so basically okay. doing live uh, dance fitness classes and also pre-recorded classes on this portal where people can work out with me and I also want to do you know something similar where you can watch a video or listen to me speak about um, tangible ways to make these shifts real and happen for you like I feel like there's a lot of be confident love your body mm-hmm. but no one teaches you how, how? to do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's like a really personal yeah. process and it's a really gritty one and it's one that takes like relentless commitment but it can and is possible because I've watched myself kind of like shift used to think the craziest shit about my body so it's amazing to go from one extreme to like go from one place to another and then I feel like I'm on this mission to help as many people as possible and to me like that uh with the membership site I can reach so many other women and help so many other women and dancers um for a low price point like really get myself out there and get women feeling differently because to me it's if you have women empowered in their bodies, they're empowered in their lives to like go into that boardroom, demand mm-hmm. what it is that they deserve. <clears throat> they're gonna speak louder. Yeah. They won't be afraid to be heard. And and to me, it's like if we're striving for female equality in this yeah. planet, and like, you know, it's like, it starts, if you don't love yourself enough to not look in the mirror and say, damn girl, we are gonna have the most best day the most best day the ever most best day. <laughs> we are gonna like you look phenomenal and I yeah. feel awesome I feel confident like it stems from there yeah um so on a mission to do that but um <laughs> also I want to do that with like workshops and um, yeah. live retreats and um I want to tie my choreography into it so I've been working yeah. on choreography so my dream is also to put together this show that I've been um 
sort of doing as a one-woman show at the moment in my apartment. Nice. Um, but I'm working on sort of developing that into first um, maybe like a one-woman show. I want to present the choreography and maybe develop it into small group work. And I would love for that to be like a performance um, experiential, experiential New York performance experience. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, tour with it, perform with it, do these retreats in conjunction with it. Um, yeah. So I often do workshops and I perform, we teach a class, I lead a seminar, and I want this sort of format to kind of grow and evolve to be able yeah. to be like a that's... full show and a full weekend of retreats and um, wellness and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That's awesome. I'm excited about it. But it's yeah. again, it's like so many ideas. It's like, what are we doing today? Yeah. We're doing the membership site and that is it. <laughs> yeah. Are you the only person that do you have a team of people that are helping you or are you all DIY? It's right now, to be entirely <laughs> honest, it's me. Yeah. Which also was a big, uh, when we talked about like big hurdles, like I was like, remember crying to my mom being like, I'm just so sick and tired of it just being me, like yeah, me, I me, want like help. who do I talk to about this shit? And like, I know you're tired and you had like a full day at work and I don't want to whine to her, but like, you know, it's like I wanted to talk to someone and I felt yeah. like it was all this so, like personal responsibility. So it is me, but I have a beautiful team of friends and yeah. um that's yeah, where my boyfriend and like yeah, yeah people who I really like can lean on to yeah. throw ideas around and um you know I meet with a business mentor like about once a month and we she like checks in and we kind of keep ourselves held accountable and other entrepreneurs who are on like similar ventures kind of keeping them in my arsenal like mm-hmm. my toolkit very so, cool otherwise I think I'd lose it yeah <laughs> oh, I know awesome. that feeling yeah yeah True. I've done a lot of stuff like where like maybe someone's helped me with like a photo shoot or this that totally. and the other and yeah. like but it's always like kind of like on a random project basis so there's some, a few people that I like turn cool. to for that kind of like outreach type stuff but yeah. um, it would be so fun to have like you know, and that's obviously where I want it to go where yeah. you have like a team of people working yeah. and it's like you know you get to also create this awesome awesome corporate culture in the way that you always want it yeah and that also feels really exciting to me that I get to be in charge of how I could like keep a team motivated Mm -hmm. and inspired yeah to me it's very similar to creating a dance or you know keeping people inspired in their fitness but to me it's yeah that's like exciting too yeah that's awesome yeah maybe 2018 goal 2018 build the team um well, I think this has been wonderful and fabulous, and we have two silly little things to close it off. That's silly. Um, so I'll start with what made you laugh the most this week. Oh, um, you know, I was home over Easter, mm-hmm. and my family's ridiculous. It usually doesn't take. Wait, are they religious? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Easter, we hung out over Easter, but it really just meant like food and booze. And yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, no, I just was curious because sometimes those are funny stories too. Yeah. No. It's, it's, Sorry. Yeah, continue. That's true. Continue. That's very true. Um, hilariously enough, uh, I forget. Oh, usually it doesn't take very long for someone to make. This sounds disgusting. My family's gonna hate me for it, but like, uh, <laughs> like. It's either some sort of potty humor or like some sort of body. Oh, we're all about that. We humor. love a good poop and fart joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Okay, so usually like something like that will get someone going. I can't even remember what it was, but my dad has this crazy laugh and it's like super high pitched and kind of girly. <laughs> and like when he does like and he only does that laugh when he like loses it yeah um and when my dad that. does that laugh it like throws this behold, like everybody else <laughs> everyone's just like we're not laughing i can't even remember what like oh, i was initially laughing so at. great because it doesn't take very, my dad very hard to laugh like poop will usually do it yeah. and then and then everyone else starts laughing at my dad's laugh so it was my dad's laugh oh that's great <laughs> yeah. i love how people have different levels and 
ways they laugh. It's like a chuckle sounds one way and then a good laugh sounds another way and then when you just lose your shit, it sounds a whole nother way. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Oh, cool. She always calls me out because if when I get nervous in social situations, I have this like really fake laugh. Oh, it's laugh. so fake. And she, like anytime I do it, she'll be like, just like stare at me now like you're doing that that thing it's it's this it's like oh that's so cool Uh (laughs) because 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 inside i'm dying that i even have to have this fucking conversation with someone i don't even want to talk to oh that's so cool man (laughs) that's like i Uh fucking hate it you know next time you do that laugh now it's it's out there people are gonna be on to you i don't want to talk to you i do it a lot with like people i have to interact with like like short change interactions like cvs i'll be like oh thanks man (laughs) haha That's cool. Thank, <laughs> thanks for my butt cream or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got oh her. Oh my gosh! Butt cream. At, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh when gosh. I get her going, her no, her nostrils start firing. Uh, it's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I got her last night. I sniffed her armpit. Oh, no, you stole my, you stole my. What made me laugh? The oh, most. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so this is mine. I didn't know um, you were gonna say that. <laughs> um. I had to wake up very, very, very early this morning, and we did laundry last night, and I was like, we have to do the sheets, forgetting, oh, it takes, you know, X amount of time for the sheets to get washed and dried, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed, and Corey was like, well, I'll just, as soon as it's done, as soon as the sheets are done, like, I'll put them on, and then it clicked in my head, was, I can't even fall asleep right now because our bed is dry and doesn't have sheets anyway so I'm laying down he's just leaning over me and just being very sweet and kind and I think I was laying with my I must have been laying with my arms like oh, that's overhead a bold move. <laughs> that's a bold and move he right like there. gets in close and he like kisses my cheek and then just like so aggressively shoves his entire face into my armpit <laughs> And, like, takes the biggest inhale. And actually, you know what? That was before I showered. I know. So it wasn't even I was trying to make her laugh. (laughs) And he was like, whoa. (laughs) She lost his shit. Yeah, I did a lot of exercise today and a lot of sweating. I'm sure it does not smell good in there. Oh, man. But just the fact that he just very aggressively shoved his face into my armpit. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever done that to me before. So that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. I try. (laughs) Oh, man. What made me laugh a lot this week? (coughs) Well, so when I was in California, I got a little stoned (laughs) on the beach. Uh, But that wasn't even like I laughed a lot, but that wasn't even like the funniest thing that happened. I'm literally like drawing a blank on anything funny that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Nothing funny. Nothing. Oh, no, I got you. I got Nothing okay. funny. No, 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 no. Okay, so no, I went to go visit my grandmother for her 80th birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I so I don't me. normally, I don't, like, the only time I like to Instagram story is when I'm traveling, because I don't really do it, but traveling's fun, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool, I have free time. And I started Instagram storying her, and I was getting more responses about my grandmother than anything, because she's fucking hilarious. I she's think also fierce as fuck i we're like instagram live and like so like i'm instagram instagramming her and i'm like grandma you want to move to bushwick and she's like what bushlick <laughs> and, I, and i was like no bushwick and she goes bushlick <laughs> and she gets closer she's like bushwick and then she gets closer to the camera and goes <laughs> oh my god oh my god i'll have to show oh, you the video that's but yeah. so amazing. funny that made me lose it yeah and she also she had this um uh, red plaid, 
like tunic shirt on and I think Tiffany must have given her these like big huge glasses um so yeah, she looked diva. she, she like looked diva. like a yeah. yeah oh it was so funny so stylish and now we're gonna shift it what has been and anyone can start what has been the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you this week oh my smelly beard <laughs> I gave Alex a kiss and she's like your beard she or she's no. like have you washed that shirt I was like yeah the shirt's clean why she's like <laughs> and she's like your beard stinks <laughs> I was like, what, what? all right my i have beard? no idea is there anything you do to what is, i mean is there i, beard I, I wash it and i put is. coconut oil in it i think maybe i just had like some yogurt dried yeah, up like, in there it's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of nasty uh, yeah i don't know i think yeah stinky beard i was definitely embarrassed what about you uh <laughs> so this is why this is why this question stemmed it um, this whole segment is, so I was doing uh, a workout this morning. Oh God. <laughs> She's not going to be able to get through this story. I, I already know how this is going to I surprised happen. myself with how much I was farting in class. Oh, that's so <laughs> hot, dude. Like, thank oh, no. goodness it didn't smell. But I was like, how to do you? I? No, I, I don't think, I, I think everybody knows when their farts smell and when they don't. Sure. I just had so much air in my body and like. Thank goodness also the music was going. I don't know if they were loud or not. Was this on Class but, Pass? Yeah. Oh my God. I hope they got audio of that. <laughs> one, two. two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sur- I'm surprised right now I haven't like let one rip while we're standing here or yeah. sitting here. She's going to wait till you I... leave and then she's going to have to leave too. No. There'll be a hole in the floor. <laughs> I just have never experienced that much air in my body before. I was like, well, Are you I kidding still... me? You're the yes. loudest person ever. I know. She's always burping. She's just like, Burr. I like, know. And that's how much, crazy. that tells you how much I was farting. I could not get over it. No. I, I feel like, like we're making our friend uncomfortable with what all of our potty I know. Talk. She's like, She's like Whoa. I gotta go. I thought my friend, I thought this I thought was a my serious family podcast. talked about poop and fart a lot, but yeah. damn. So that was the most embarrassing thing that happened yeah, to you me. Yeah, you should morning. be embarrassed. I don't know if I can top that. That's, that's pretty <laughs> well, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. I don't know. I'm pretty, well, yeah, I guess it's like hard to, I'm kind of hard to embarrass, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're kind of like an open book. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel the same um, way. What happened to me? Um. This sounds kind of dumb, but like there's a doorman at one of my uh, clients' buildings, but he goes, where are you from? And I go, a few blocks up. <laughs> he's like, no, where are you from? And I was like, I live, up, I live right over there. And he's like, no, where are you, are you from? from? You know when you're like just not even thinking. You're like, I got to go do this thing. I gotta, I'm going over here. He's like, where are you from? Like New York. And he's like, no, where are you from? Like New Jersey originally. And he's like, where are you from? And I was like. You know, my you know, my mom's Italian, my dad's Serbian. He's like, oh, okay, I thought you were Spanish or something like that. I was like, really? Okay. Where are you anyway. from? Oh, man, that's funny. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming here. Thanks for having um, me. We want to yeah. give you an opportunity to yeah. plug anything. Pl- plug what do you have coming up? What are you working on? Well, you? the membership site is going to be up and running soon. Yes, and um, what is the website? So you can check it out on my Instagram, which is at livingdance. I will definitely be posting and sharing there. Um, and my website, which is always a nonstop work in progress, but <laughs> will be yeah. definitely um, – a way to access what's going on there too and it's uh www.living-dance.com wow right. mm-hmm. very cool yeah are you working on any fun i mean you mentioned you're working on a dance project any upcoming shows or anything where people can no, come watch you i cannot wait <laughs> okay. i cannot wait all right yeah 
Very cool. All right. Yeah. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Dancing Ginger Alex because I'm a dancer, I'm a ginger, and my name is Alex. <laughs> or you can go to my website, dancingginger.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, Corey Lauren, that's C O R E Y underscore L O R E N uh, on social. Um, you can follow my production company, Hallelu Productions, at H A L L E L O O Productions. Uh, that about does it for today. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Um, please also rate and review and subscribe to our podcast and share it to all your friends because that would be great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm stealing conversation. It's about to go down. I'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town. I'm E.T. You can find